everyone from all of us at Saskatoon Open Door Society. Welcome to our Cultural Bridging podcast series, Culture Clinic, with Cultural Bridging hosts Michael Afemfia and Anita Orlu. Today, Michael and I have with us a newcomer from Iran. Sepideh is a graduate philosophy student who is also working as a philosophy teacher for newcomer students in grades four to six in elementary schools. wonder why philosophy is not taught to students from a young age. Imagine, Michael, the way we think is so important to human existence, yet the subject is often overlooked both in school curriculums as well as our everyday lives. For example, by asking a simple question like, what makes me, me? A person has to think about all the influences around them that shape them as a person. It seems in our bustle of everyday life, we seldom have time to contemplate such thoughts. Our lives seem to be affected by so many other things. For me, the countless millions of experiences we have shape what makes each of us. Of course, there are genetics, but think about it, Michael. All the encounters we have with others essentially shape us. As you once told me, you had a teacher in school who wrote on the board every day, Know thyself, right? Right, Anita. And those are words I carry with me everywhere. And you're absolutely correct about our experiences shaping us. We don't often think about it, but the way we react to things and respond to situations can be largely influenced by our background. I remember a few nights ago, I was jolted out of sleep by a loud bang. My first instinct was to duck for safety because back home, in the city I lived before moving to Saskatoon, Canada, I'd learned to associate loud sounds staring through the quiet of the night with an intruder in the house or in the neighborhood. I laid quiet for a minute or so, too terrified to move. But then, when I didn't hear any follow-up bangs, I remembered that I was in a new environment and that the sound was from ongoing construction work being carried out on the street. And I didn't even have to look out the window to verify. And did you go back to sleep immediately? I did. But that experience got me thinking deeply about people and life in general. And in the context of this new cultural journey I am on as a newcomer in Canada, it got me thinking about the question you asked me a couple of days ago. What makes me me? Ah, yes, Michael, it's it's a thoughtful question. So to help us answer that, as promised, today we host a graduate philosophy student from Iran. Please introduce yourself. Uh, Hi, Anita. Hi, Michael. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, I'm from Iran. My name is Sepida Khonsari, and I'm almost a newcomer. I arrived uh, about two years ago, but it seems much more longer for me. Mm, Very good. Thank you for joining us today, Sepida. From studies I've done, it appears your culture has many great philosophers. Why did you study um, philosophy? Uh, Well, I think it's uh, the same in Canada that we are not usually, students uh, are not usually encouraged by parents or by society to study philosophy. Because uh, for a philosophy student, it's too hard to answer to this question that what are you going to do after graduation? But for me, philosophy has been a way of living rather than just a university major. Because that maybe because my culture is old, my culture is rich, my culture is full of complications, full of contradictions, and it's obsessed with religion. 
um, naturally, uh, lots of questions come to my mind, like, where am I come from? Who am I? Does God, God exist? Or what's the meaning of life? And as I couldn't find completely satisfying answer to this question, the only thing that uh, could somehow satisfy me was uh, philosophy. And since I came to Canada, um, I guess that uh, immigration has been a, a very good help for me in the sense of philosophy because not only you are experiencing a new culture or new uh, lifestyle that is widening your worldview, uh, but also uh, I realized that now that I'm outside of my culture, outside of my country, I can see something that I couldn't see when I was living in Iran. And I think immigration or experience of living in another culture really can help us to know ourselves better. Thank you so much, Sapita. Um, I'm really inspired by your response. Um, and not just your response, but your story generally. Um, you just mentioned the fact that you're a newcomer and you've been um, in Saskatoon for barely two years. And in that time, you've been able to initiate and work with my colleague, Anita, here on this very, very inspiring project called DARE. So tell us about, about DARE, which, by the way, stands for Discover, Achieve, Rejoice, Explore. Um, it's a philosophy class you designed for newcomer students in grades four to six that teaches them diverse points of view, critical thinking, listening, speaking skills. So generally, how might learning philosophy help your students with the future and how can it even help the immigrants? Thanks for your question. Um, actually, my uh, inspiration for uh, their program was a, uh, a stream called P4C, or Philosophy for Children. Um, this is a kind of method of education for young uh, students. It's based on critical thinking and inquiry. A P4C class is different with a regular class in some case. First, uh, we sit in a circle. <laughs> of course, it's impossible after Corona when we are holding our class online, mm. but we usually should do that uh, so everyone can face and see each other and everyone in an equal position. And here, the teacher is actually a facilitator. Uh, it's not a source of authority. Uh, and the, it's our, the children that are uh, governing the class um, and engaging in the discussion. Uh, they are the ones who ask questions, uh, not the teacher. They listen to each other's answer, try to help each other, build on those answers. They are dealing with problems and trying to work a hypothesis and uh, they work collaboratively. Excellent. And I should just mention that we don't teach philosophy to children, we do philosophy with them because I think children are natural born philosophers. They are able to ask big questions. They are explorers and they have an unlimited imagination um, and um, they can think out of frame. Our sessions, a structure is like that. Uh, every session, I choose a philosophical topic. There are lots of universal philosophical issues that are suitable to be discussed by children during the class. Children problems have priority, like moral values, safe identity, freedom, justice, death, meaning of the life, etc. And uh, 
then I bring some stimulus, uh, like stories, short movies, some activities, games, that uh, they have potential to create an open-ending question uh, in their mind. And um, the central part spent on free discussions about those questions. They are asked to bring reason for whatever is their position and defend or reject an idea reasonably. They are learning to question and learning to listen, learning to speak, to reason, to deliberate, make judgments, and all happening in the discussion itself. We don't um, teach them how to reason, how to build an argument. Mm. It just automatically happens during the discussion. And um, we show them we are listening to you, that your questions that you have in mind and you may cannot share with adults, it's in, maybe for them out of subjects or silly. We show them that we are interested in them. Uh, it, what you have in your mind matters to us. So uh, they have somewhere and someone to talk about their complex issues. They are learning that there are many ways to see the world and all are valuable. And being disagree with someone doesn't mean one of you is right or one is wrong. Mm, that's important. Children are allowed to ask big questions with these children would become an adults who are more creative and more open-minded. And uh, since they learn that there are different answers for questions and all opinions can help us to dig to the truth in its way, they grow up more tolerant. And uh, really yeah, they are challengers. They are hard to become, for example, sexist, racist, or so on. Oh, wonderful. So you're shaping the children's futures. That's great. And you know, when you mention adults, you know what? Maybe you should have an adult philosophy class. Yeah, <laughs> what do you think? Now I yeah. desperately want to be a part of there. Like I want to sit in one of your classes so desperately. Yeah, yeah actually, uh, after some of my classes, I um, shared uh, my our activity in the dare session with one of some of my friends that are mainly psychology students or philosophy students and the result is for me so funny but unbelievable that they have lots of things in common and in some cases uh, my students uh, answers are more creative mm. but yeah the terminology is different but yeah I think adults also can enjoy thinking about big issues yeah for sure and um yeah i i was also fascinated about what you said that you don't teach them philosophy you do philosophy with them in other words they are inherent thinkers like they know these things somewhere in their head so you just help the process of bringing it out yeah um helping them to question more inquire more and um i i really like that um so what do you enjoy or perhaps find challenging about this process of doing philosophy with, with yeah. kids? Well, I cannot not enjoy uh, looking at them when they are building their arguments, when they are discussing, when they are opposing each other reasonably. It's all enjoyable. But uh, one of the most exciting things in my class is when I see that how they may change their idea mm, after yes. listening to their friends' arguments. And uh, their mind, it shows that their mind is flexible. They can accept different and opposite ideas. 
Uh, and that's the thing that I barely seen uh, in the in adults. Yes, yeah. adults argue their point, <laughs> yeah. don't they? Yeah. And it helps. It helps these newcomer kids um, blend better in the new environment they found themselves in, or the new environment their parents have brought them into. So yeah. that's yeah. really amazing yeah. the work you're doing, Sepide. Yeah. Um, it makes them open-minded. Yeah. Sorry, Michael. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, Sepide. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, um, Michael and I are wondering if we can ask, what do you think makes you you, Sepide? Okay. <laughs> well, back so to that question, that, back right? Back to that question for you. <laughs> yeah. After all, you asked it. Yeah. 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 My first session was on this question. Yeah. If you remember, and it was very, it was awesome. It's a question that I've been asking myself since I was a kid, and I'm not sure yet I have the answer for it. It's tough, but a vital question. Um, after all, what is, what is more important than or in itself? Isn't that amazing that we exist, that we are unique, and the only thing that we have access to is us, is ourselves. The only thing that gives us the sense of being in the world, uh, the essence that can't be taken away, the thing that we carry until we exist. Isn't this a waste? not to think about it and not to prioritize it for every other issues. We live just once and that's short. It's a gift that some of us barely open. Actually, the reason I do philosophy is to know what makes me me. Am I my body? Am I my genes? Am I my mind? Is my identity my personality? Or am I the mere consciousness that I feel deeply inside? Would I lose myself if I lose my memories? My own opinion is the way that I'm connected to the world, the way that I touch the reality. Every single of my experience are involved in what makes me me. My culture, the language that I use, uh, they also determine which words and which notions I have access to. For example, some languages of are romantic or poetic, some are more sophisticated, they all affect the way you think and you behave. For example, some language doesn't have any tense, so um, it gives you a different experience of time. Yeah, so you confuse she and he. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's wonderful, but you know. Yeah, you see how language can, um, can affect how we see the world, how we perceive it. So. I believe in a holistic view that the way of my being in the world uh, makes me what I am now. Wow, Sabide, excellent answer, and we're all looking for those answers. So, Goethe once said, the German philosopher, that each language you have makes you another person. So, the more languages, the more you are different people. And yeah. Ways of expressing yourself differently in different languages. It's yeah, so, yeah, that's a proven yeah. idea that people who can speak in uh, more than one languages can mm, think more critically, more yeah. deeply. Yeah. And how nice that so many of our newcomers come with two, three, four, yeah. sometimes five different languages. Yeah, it's yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, it gives them the opportunity to think from several aspects. And yeah. Yeah, and to accept and to uh, discuss with others rather than argue, which adults love to do. <laughs> anyway, Sepide, thank you so much for joining us today. It was watching. lovely to have you. So thanks for joining us today, everyone. Our listeners, next time on Culture Clinic, we'll explore another fascinating topic with stories from another guest. 
Michael and I always welcome your feedback and suggestions. Please write us at culturalbridging at sods.sk.ca. Life is a gift some of us barely open, profound, philosophical, deep. On that note, we appreciate you, our dear listeners. Until next time, remember to keep safe, keep distance, and keep alive.